Yeah, we're gonna build a playlist Go through and see what song fits And you're gonna choose who wins it It's the Playlist League From CPR's Open Air Oh, sets the tone Dressy Bessie setting the tone for us It's another episode of the Playlist League A podcast from Colorado Public Radio's Open Air Where we pit themed playlists against playlists And ask you to pick the winner on our website CPR.org and whoever drafts the winning playlist gets to pick the theme next time. I'm Jesse Witten, and today we have a, a sort of rematch. It's the same guest we had last episode. We've got boring. Jeremy Peterson. Who's oh, hey. boring. Ray of Light, <laughs> Jeremy hey. Peterson. I've got Alicia Sweeney. Hi. And Bruce Trujillo. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us again. I'm thank, so excited. Yeah, I think we've got some scores to settle from the last episode where we picked songs for the new year. And according to our listener votes, our winner was the people's champ, Jeremy Peterson. <sighs> Apologies to Will Barton, previously known as the people's champ. Uh, he, that name means nothing to me. It's Jeremy Peterson He's a nugget. in my mind. He's a nugget. But thanks. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yeah, He's yeah. a nugget. <laughs> One of the nugs. You're a nugget, too. <laughs> Thank you. I am kind of running. a yeah. little nugget for Playlist League. <laughs> so, Jeremy, what is the theme today? It's your honor to pick it. Okay. Mm, so, it's February, right? Yep. We That's couldn't ignore me. Valentine's Day. It's a pretty... You, you never know, can. It dovetails real nice with music, I think, Valentine's Day. Maybe the best holiday to go with music. It's a fake holiday. But anyway, first of all, it's duets, Okay. Mm-hmm. Duets, okay. and it's love songs, but it's not necessarily what you th- when I think when I hear love songs, I automatically think you know, uh, love song like happy you know. But this is anything to do with love, so it can be uh, the, bitter ne- side, the bitter side, the bitter side, the, all the sides, all the sides, and that's that's what we're doing today. So, I hope you're prepared. Uh, so well, this one, no, I'm not. Power play from Jeremy Peterson by picking two themes at once. Duets, is that, is that... love songs. Love songs from duets. And du- when you say duets, you don't mean like duos. You mean two voices specifically. Yeah, two two voices. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. It's It can't be a background singer in a Correct. voice. It can't be Emily Harris backing up Bob Dylan. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, get this thing started by picking our draft order. We each will draw a number to determine when we get to pick, but we'll each grab five songs in a snake draft style, it's a one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one configuration. So everyone, everyone understand what we're doing? Yes. Mm-hmm. We all consent to this draft? Yes. All right, let's have Alicia pick first. All right. <sighs> ah, it's my least favorite number. I've got three. I got four. Jeremy, I got two. <laughs> the I hate don't it when this pretend happens. you don't. No, I really don't one. like it. People's Champ is number one? <laughs> huh. <laughs> I, I, I wonder I, how that happened. It happens a lot. All right, so our number one drafter is our number one human for the podcast, our our champion, Jeremy Peterson. What's your first song? Okay, all right. <laughs> Jeremy, you okay. look very uncertain. What's your uh, first pick? Okay, my first pick, and I'm a little bit uncertain, but this is a true duet. I will say that. It's clearly a duet. There's a male vocal. There's a female vocal. They trade back and forth. And, and, and keep in mind, these are love songs, but they're covering all the kinds of facets of love. And uh, this one comes from... The 1996, of course, uh, love-themed record, Murder Ballads, from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue and Where the Wild Roses Grow. They call me the Wild Rose. But my name was Eliza Day. Why they call me it, I do not know. First 
day I saw her, I knew she was the one. Uh, Nick Cave, nice and dark, just like we like him. And uh, he, he wrote that for with Kylie Minogue in mind, he said. You gotta remember, this was the mid '90s. This was not that far removed from Kylie Minogue doing the locomotion, yeah, with one of those uh, tiered dress things in the video. You remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> that was a big fashion moment for me. You know who I wouldn't imagine working with Kylie Minogue? Nick, Nick Cave. Cave. Exactly. And I think that was it just added to the appeal for me. I mean, it was so strange. It's become more normal over the past 25 years or so since this has come out. But uh, a dark song. One of those things where uh, I don't know the protagonist loves her and then he just accidentally kills her? I don't know. Goes all guns and roses on us, doesn't it? Yeah, murder yeah. ballads for sure. <laughs> Nick Cave doing a duet with anyone is always um, something that I'm passionate about. So good first pick, Jeremy. Well, I had to set the tone. Yeah, someone's yeah. got to do it right to start. So, uh, <laughs> Bruce, you're going to do it right? It's your oh, first pick. Uh, all right, so most of my songs, the first ones that I thought of were more like heartbreaky kind of sad ones but I feel like this is the ultimate love song duet and I feel like everybody loves it and if you don't love it well we probably need to check in on you but this one I think everybody knows too it makes everyone happy Marvin Gaye and Tammy Tyrrell ain't no mountain high enough Great pick. A Motown love song has to make it in the duets episode. I just love the song. And it's, uh, I mean, that's the perfect go get them love song. I think it's also just those, like the first three seconds, you know what it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, like your heart just swells. And it's just everything's so happy. Love is love. So is it's a good love. one to go after Jeremy's pick. <laughs> sort of, yeah, sort of the opposite end. Isn't Honestly, it? a murder yeah. ballad, a Motown ballad. <laughs> I'm looking at a lot of bummer songs here. Frankly, I feel so. like the rest of mine will be bummer songs. So I wanted to at least have one song where we're all like <laughs> someone to lift us up. All right, number three. It's uh, it's my first pick of the Love Song Duets draft for the Playlist League. This is a podcast from Colorado Public Radio, by the way. We are listener-supported, a radio station out of Denver, Colorado. You can find us at 102.3 if you happen to be in the neighborhood. And if you're looking to support everything that Colorado Public Radio does, you can do that at CPR.org. Even more importantly, my first pick. Uh, What you got, Jesse? I have some that I think are going to be snatched up, but I'm just going to grab the one that's most important to me personally, which is nothing better from the Postal Service. Oh, that was on my list. Tell me, am I right to think that there could be nothing better than making you my pride and slowly growing all together? Tell me, am I lines about some idealistic future? What is your relationship with this just amazing song? I think everyone's kind of got this uh, relationship to a song like this where it's one person is still in love and they're not done with this relationship. They want it to last and the other person's just like, no, I've reached the end of this. I'm not putting any more work here. So it's this back and forth between obviously the, the golden voice of Ben Gibbard and Jen Wood on this song. And it's just such a perfect pairing of voices. And the storytelling here is just, it'll, it'll wreck you. I do feel like it's also the earworm, the do, do. Yeah, that's my pick. 
We're moving down to Alicia. Finally, you get a song. <laughs> okay. Well, this is maybe my out for blood song back at Jeremy because maybe he would be choosing this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in maybe choosing Nick Cave for mine. I'm going to go with a song that was originally written by the Bee Gees as an R&B song. And then it became a country classic duet. Kenny Rogers, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, oh. Islands in the Stream. Of course. I feel like that just had to be on everybody's list. Like, yeah. What else is there? Islands in the Stream, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? My parents, when I was a little girl, they just always took me along, me and my siblings along, to concerts that they would want to go see. And we lived in Wyoming, and there was the big fair Cheyenne Frontier Days every year. And they took me, when I was a kindergartner, to see this concert, Kenny Rogers with Dolly Parton. I I just think of, like, my parents kind of swaying to that song and just being in love and that was when Kenny Rogers looked like Kenny Rogers, too. Yeah, yeah. pre-roasters and uh, mm-hmm. roasting his face and all that. <laughs> so this song, I was surprised to read this. It was originally written as uh, one person singing it, and it was originally written for Marvin Gaye. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it went to Kenny Rogers, and Kenny Rogers was in the studio working on it, and he was singing it, and he's like, you know, I just don't think I can do this by myself. And Dolly happened to be in the same studio in the same building that he was at when uh, when he was recording it. And so they asked Dolly to come in. And then all of a sudden the song was born because of how she made it and gave it light, which I think is just so special. And it's the power of Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's Dolly. Yeah. yeah, in all things, she makes it better. Also, I do want to point out, we're drafting some of the finest karaoke songs known to man. <laughs> Something yes. about a duet, karaoke yeah. song? Love, yeah. the, love the karaoke duet. And this one's a doozy because everyone you got in the room, your your aunt will take a mic, your best friend <laughs> will take a mic, anyone will sing this song with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alicia, you've actually got another one. You're oh. back to back with your picks. Okay, so this next one is, is also an artist that maybe made it into your uh, draft list and it is an artist that has appeared on every episode of the Playlist League so far. Oh, oh I might know. The oh, no. purple one. Oh, not oh. Prince. You Got the Look featuring Sheena Easton. This one's from his Sign of the Times record, and it is sexy. <laughs> That's a jam, all right, yep. That one is a jammer, a Prince jammer. That's a tough one, thinking about uh, the companion to stand next to Prince on a song. That's a that's an intimidating feat, like showing up to studio to record alongside Prince. Sheena Easton did it. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Also, Wither Thou, Sheena Easton. <laughs> I mean, what heights she, uh, she was up to at that point. I, I haven't true. heard from her in years. You know, where do you go from there? Where do you go from That's there? the That's question. True. I mean, you just 
You head to bed and you stay there. <laughs> well, this was their first time singing together because that Sign of the Times era with Prince, he had just broken up with the revolution and he was just working on this album all by himself. And when he wrote this, he brought Sheena Easton in and just was like, yep, you're singing with me because he had worked with her in the past on Glamorous Life. Like they'd, he'd kind of written songs for her, but this was their first time collaborating together. And what they made is magic. Big radio hit, too, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Okay, so Alicia's two picks uh, out of the way from the first and second rounds, mm-hmm. and we're up to the second pick from, from Jesse Whitten once again. I'm pretty sure this artist is going to be on someone else's list. This song, probably not, but it is the perfectly dark, evil side of love. I don't know what it is, but I love it when things just go really wrong with love. And this is coming from an album that we were bound to talk at some point, 69 Love Songs. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. It's Yeah, Oh Yeah from the Magnetic Field. Yeah, oh yeah. Do I drive you up the wall? Yes. There was one record that defines the universal subject of love in every single way you could possibly think about it. It's 69 Love Songs. It belongs to this holiday for me. Absolutely. I mean, whenever anyone asks you that evil question, what's your favorite album of all time? There's no real answer to that question. <laughs> what do you, why no. are you asking me that? <laughs> what I say is 69 Love Songs because it's the biggest cheat ever. It's three discs. It's it's every kind of emotion a person can have, even including some really bizarre, surreal ones that you wouldn't have thought of unless you listened to the record. But that's a perfect go-to, and it is just cruel at its heart. You know, one of my favorite things about that song in, in true Stephen Merritt fashion is the sort of silly drama that ends up happening in the end of it. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. dramatic all the way through, but then mm-hmm. at the end, it's, uh, are, you, are you reaching for a knife? Would you really kill your wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a song that ends with a murder. How many murders? <laughs> yeah. There's a thin line between love and murder, isn't there? That's I mean, what music tells apparently me. Apparently, that's what, that's, that's what we're seeing today. That's the yeah. message of this podcast today. <laughs> Bruce, are you taking us out of murder or back into it with your uh, second pick? I said I was going to do a bunch of heartbreak songs, but this one isn't. It's uh, another one where it's like, it sounds like it could be sad, but it's not. Um, It's talking about how friendship works and how relationships work and how you're different, but it's you want to be friends with this person and you want to stay with this person and you're still in love. Um, Moldy Peaches, anyone else but you. That was on my list. Here is the church and here is the steeple. We sure are cute for two ugly people. I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else. But pebbles, forgive me. The trees, forgive me. So why can't you forgive me? I don't see what anyone could see in anyone else. Not the Michael Sarah version. Not the Michael Sarah version. Uh, Bruce, I will say, you know, there's nothing like a love song with the lyric, you shook a little turd out of the bottom of your That's pants. That's the one where I'm like, all right. They lost you on this. <laughs> but no, but the rest of it, I feel like it's great. And I like having the real thing. Like, we sure are cute for two ugly people. Like, oh. That's great. Kimya Dawson and Adam Green working together on this song. I feel like song. anything with Kimya, I'm just like, I'm into that. It's just quirk-filled. Bruce, I will say, when they were touring, when Moldy Peaches 
toured when that record first came out. They did a show at the Fox Theater in Boulder on the hill. Mm -hmm. And it was the sweetest thing. And Kimya was out on roller skates on stage. (gasps) Rainbowy roller skates. It was one of the sweetest things. And they they had those furry costumes kind of before furry costumes were a thing. They had some furry costumes on stage, too. They're so great. Yeah. So that's my second pick, Moldy Peaches. And that one's a sweet one. So, Jeremy, now it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, I just picked that old moper back way back when, didn't I? It's yeah. Just been, it's just been festering. It's been a million years. Been... The only sad song featuring Kylie Minogue was your first pick. It's just been festering like that dead body in the song. You know we love time. giving the people's champ a hard time. Yeah. Well, uh, so this one uh, involves uh, two alive people. Um, they're not still alive, but uh, <laughs> in the song, the characters are both alive. They just find that their love has died. And it's a, it's a married couple who discovers their love has died and they're both uh, going to get out of the relationship and uh, go to the city and find new things and they're going to be attractive to people. Oh, my gosh. And I'm talking about Jackson. Yes. Johnny Cash. That was and, on my list. Johnny yep. Cash and June Carter. Many people did it. Uh, of course, I always love a good uh, Nancy Sinatra, Lee Hazelwood duet. And they did this too, but I prefer the uh, Johnny Cash and Johnny June Carter June. Cash version. Jackson. We got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout We've been talking about Jackson Ever since the fire went out I'm going to Jackson I'm gonna mess around yeah, I'm going to Jackson. I love the uh, the combativeness in the back and forth. I mean, that's always a fun, especially with a a, cu- a true couple, real like a, couple. Real, a real yeah. life couple. Well, the real life couple, well, I feel like Johnny and June is like, that's a very turbulent relationship anyway. At times, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's also one of those songs that just kind of everybody knows. Yeah, and they own that song. I mean, you would have thought that they wrote it, but uh, Jerry Lieber of Lieber and Stellar fame wrote, oh, it, wow. wrote it after uh, seeing uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Oh. Hmm. And this won a duet Grammy. In the uh, Best Country and Western Performance Award uh, back when. Reached uh, number two on the country charts. All right, Johnny Cash and June Carter. And I got another pick coming up, don't I? Yeah, you're doubling up. What am I going to do? First of the third round. Okay. This is a hard one to follow up, honestly. Like, this is one of the all-time duets, and you got to put something after it, and I just don't see how you can't (laughs) fail. It's my, oh, it's tough. Okay, my next my next pick, my number three pick, is kind of one that relates to an earlier pick that we heard. In fact, I even alluded to this song. It's kind of a boring pick because it's sort of obvious, but I always think of this as sort of the quintessential modern pop duet, the back and forth and such. Human League's 1981 hit, Don't You Want Me. Oh, my gosh. Ca- you, that's on my list. It's a karaoke classic, it's too. It's perfect. Jesse, how many times have you sung that at karaoke? Don't even make me count. I, I'm a pro. Let's I've just sung say that, that so many times. It's perfect. So Human League's Philip Oakley, he wrote that song. Apparently he was inspired by the original version of A Star Is Born. <laughs> And, Topical. Yeah, right. And uh, Susan Ann Solly, so there were there was Philip Oakley and then there were two females in, in Human League. And Susan Ann Solly, that was the first time she'd ever sung a lead, which she barely does. It barely qualifies as a duet, in fact. There's not mm-hmm. very much of her lead vocal in that song. Anyway, probably their biggest hit, Philip Oakley hates that song. It's his least favorite Human League song. He wrote it. Does he hate it because everyone else likes it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. Let's but call probably. Yeah. It's had some staying power, though. 
Another one where the girl's trying to break up and leave, and the guy's like, nah, uh Not happening. That's a theme I'm seeing. All right. Well, it was 1981. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Run it back down the list. It looks like, Bruce, you're uh, picking your number three pick. So we're going to go on the opposite of that, where a girl's like, I need you to not. And the guy's like, well, I kind of get that. Um, this was actually the first song that I thought of when I heard what this theme was. It's one of my favorites. It's from one of my favorite artists of all time. It's uh, Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Oh, yeah. favor this one because all Stevie Nicks all the time. That's, that's all I need. You know, Fleetwood Mac, good. Stevie Nicks, great. This is uh, this is off her first solo debut record. Mm-hmm. And she actually wanted to be a heartbreaker too and Tom Petty was like nope, the band is set. We're not going to do that. But they did some work together and this I think is probably the best one that they did. Mm-hmm. Alright, back down the list. Uh, third, pi- I feel like this is where you can do something weird and I've got two very weird options here. I think I'm going to go weird. And I think I'm actually going to have to fight for this one. So, Jeremy, mm. you're going to make the call here as the people's <laughs> champ. Uh, Sunny and the Sunsets, Green Blood. Anyone know this one? I do know that one. Yeah. I can't, up, off the top of my head, I know I like that song. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I'll tell you why this is kind of it's... iffy. Okay. The duet of it all, mm-hmm. it's very limited. So, I'm counting it as a duet, and it's definitely a love song. It was a brief encounter on an unknown planet A strange being standing all alone Wanna fix my ship, would you like to hit the void? Oh, is this your ship? This little space toy? Oh, a space liquid humor, my favorite kind But when I look closer, she's sad inside oh, my uh, Kind of a deep cut on a record that I love From one of my favorite underdog artists, Oh yeah, Sonny Smith I'm so glad you're on board here. Yeah, that's a great song. I really felt like I was going to have to fight for this one. And it's a, it's a duet-ish. It's yeah, it's a duet-y. duet-y. It is. It it is. I think it's a duet. It's because it's more spoken word than singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she never yeah. breaks into a belt quite so much. But I love but it because I, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's a story. It tells a story yeah. back and forth between them. That's that's great. And that's kind of like a, a perfect tool to have another voice in the room. Someone to back you up in the storytelling and help move the plot along. Indeed, a song with a plot is always a good thing. <laughs> That's my third pick. And uh, Alicia, it's uh, it's back over to you. Your third and fourth picks. Talking about a song with a plot, Jesse, my next pick has a plot in it. It was a song that was banned on the radio back then because it has a female orgasm. Well, those don't exist. Again so. with this? <laughs> can do this every episode. A song that is 50 <laughs> years old. In fact, this month, Serge Gainsbourg, Jane Birkin, Je t'aime Moi non plus. Funny story. I have a funny story about that song. Ooh, tell me. Yeah, I came across uh, some vinyl at my college radio station, and I was kind of a greenhorn. And uh, frankly, everybody there was, and uh, didn't really know much about Serge Gainsbourg. And I played this on the radio, uh, and uh, it was it was it was frightening. Like I, my palms were sweating. It was on the radio in in Idaho, and uh, so you were sweating it out. I was like, oh my god, how many? This times? is this is. Uh, I <laughs> how had no many idea. Complaints? Well, the Catholic Church had banned it. <laughs> I could imagine 
uh, you know, Idaho yeah. would uh, flip their nose to it. I mean, so, even by today's standards, I'm, I'm a little bit hot in the collar here. Mm-hmm, yeah. I know. <laughs> so Bridget Bardot was dating Serge Gainsbourg at the time, and that was its whole whole other thing because she was <laughs> married, but she requested him to write a love song for her. And so he wrote that and also Bonnie and Clyde while she was sleeping. And they recorded it, but their version from a couple years early, that isn't the iconic version. It's that Jane Birkin one. And uh, Je t'aime moi non plus is French for I love you, neither do I. (laughs) That is so French. Right? The sentiment and the words. Oui, oui. Alicia, you've actually got another pick. Okay. I I have another pick. Song four for me, right? Yep, let's do All right. We're going to go with John Prine, Iris Dement, In Spite of Ourselves. Do you guys know this yes. song? Yes, yeah. I was thinking about this one. In spite of ourselves, we'll end up sitting on a rainbow. Against all odds, honey, we're the big door prize. That sort of sounds like an older uh, country or moldy peaches. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see that. The kind of weird <laughs> sexual lyrics throughout. Oh, it is so cute. Against all odds, honey, we're the big door prize. How yeah. romantic is that? Yep. A good love duet. And this was a song that he wrote for a movie, this Billy Bob Thornton film called Daddy and Them. John Prine is actually in it as well. I've never seen it, but I've just always connected with that song. And the album is a whole record of duets, and it was the first album that he recorded after battling throat cancer. And John Prine has always just been a, a special musical force in my life because of my dad's influence and everything. So I don't know where to go from there. That is uh, that's one that touches you. Sadly, I do have to follow that one up because I have the next yes, you pick. Do. And I'm just going to stay with the weird feeling of love. I the, love that. The comfort of it. I feel like this band could be listed uh, throughout this theme, I mean, it's just kind of built for it. They've got dual vocalists that are just both incredible on this song. It's Stars, Your Ex Lover Is Dead. Perfect. Love it. There's one thing I want to say, so I'll be brave. You were what I wanted, I gave what I gave. I'm not sorry, I met you. I'm not sorry, it's over. I'm not sorry, there's nothing to say. Not to jump all over your pick, Jesse, but jump, man. As, as far as bands that are still together and making music go as the years go on, Stars are one of my very favorites and one of the most fantastic live bands you can see. Period. Absolutely agree. So good. I was bummed. I mean, I was I was so happy. Stars came into the studio, but Tor couldn't actually come. Yeah, in. Tor wouldn't make it. So yeah. we have a we have a pretty unique uh, performance from Stars that you can actually see on our website cpr.org and bookmark that website because not only that's where you can go to support Colorado Public Radio if you dig this podcast or any of the other things we provide musically or from our news and classical programming, but that's also where we're going to have you vote for the winner of the playlist league. And um, maybe gr- it's me because I yeah, just picked a great song. That's a great pick. Yeah. Um, and there's so many songs <laughs> in Star's catalog that sort of could be part of this exactly. because there's lots of duets. And, yeah. yeah. I still have my hands over my heart because just <laughs> Amy Milan, her voice, oh, it's, it's stunning. Just heavenly. Really stunning. Her solo work is amazing too. I really do love this song though because, again, it's just, it's this sort of relatable song that there aren't just that many love songs about where it's you see an ex. And it kind of, you, you get that flicker, but you're like, it's over, and it's this kind of longing. And I mean, it's open to interpretation, too, but that's really how I feel about this song. It's like that little pang that you get seeing an ex. 
Ooh, that gave me. Give <laughs> <laughs> me pangs all over. Uh-huh. Uh, we're back up to Bruce for your fourth pick. I feel like this is kind of in a similar vein as to what this the theme is. And this was actually the second song that I thought of immediately just because I like how unexpected almost it is. Uh, you know, you ask people to come in and sing songs with you. But how about when you ask your ex-girlfriend to be on your song that you wrote about her? Um, of course, I'm talking mm. about Marlon Williams and I'll just Harding. Nobody gets what they want anymore. And Including I was, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, was, I wanted I was like, this on I my list. <laughs> there is no blame no shame need you more. Nobody gets what they want anymore. Nobody gets what they want anymore. I also love that minor shift in the chords because it's be. I feel like it's just a beautiful song. They both can sing amazingly, but then it's a. Uh, just that weirdness, like nobody gets what they want anymore, and just kind of like that extra twist of the knife in that song, and it, it's so heartbreaking. And it's got that real story behind it. That's, yeah, you know, you can't fake that in the music, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I feel like it. Um, and you actually spoke with Marlon Williams about this song. And I did. He was yeah. Very open about it. I mean, you would have to be because it's. He's like, yeah, the yeah. Name it's, of it's about album. artists. That's about. Artists. And they're still friendly. Um, I remember I, I saw them. They were both at Pickathon a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't actually know about their relationship at that point. But I remember seeing him in the wings, watching her set, and uh, then with the information I got afterwards when this song came out, it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> I just stole that from you. I feel like yeah, she did. So you now, did. now you, you get to well, choose something else. This one, I'm gonna. I don't know if a lot of people know about this song. I think people will recognize it. So, you know, the thing about love songs is when people sing about this sort of perfect idealized love, does anybody else here just kind of go like, yeah, whatever? Yeah, I know. It's like, call me in 10 years. There's no way that's real. That's a song that you've made up and there's no way that's real. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate songs that, well, we've been getting to this weird side of love. I appreciate everybody's picks with that side of things. And also songs that acknowledge that love isn't necessarily so cut and dried and perfect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in a relationship and it can have a description like, you are the hole in my head, I'm the pain in your neck, you're the lump in my throat, I'm the aching in your heart, we are tangled, we are stolen, we are living where things are hidden. <sighs> I mean, geez. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> love is exhausting, right, though? Like, I mean, that's perfect. Well, that's the opening lines from The Golden State, which comes from John Doe and his Year in the Wilderness record, teaming up with Kathleen Edwards, the Canadian singer-songwriter back in 2007, there's also an amazing melody on this song, but the lyrics are where it's at. It's like, uh, you're a pain in my ass, but it's nothing compared to the pain I feel when you walk away. Aw, that's at least, um, you know, John Doe writing that from this perspective. You have to be with someone for, someone for at least, I don't know, 15 years in yeah, order to get maybe, that. Yeah, maybe Exene is the uh, source yeah. material there, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess I got to do two picks, don't I? Yeah, yeah this is good. your last pick. My last pick. There's a lot Fifth riding on this pick. Yeah, a lot. Love jinx. A lot riding on this pick. Um, What's it going to be, though? People have been stealing my songs all episode. I know. know. This is my first episode where my songs are stolen. I'm kind of excited. God, I don't know. This is hard. Just go without a fifth pick. It's fine. (laughs) This is great. Maybe I I think you'll totally win with four songs. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to go out with uh, another really personal pick, and it comes from Dean and Britta. Dean and Britta are Dean Wareham and Britta Phillips, who are in the band Luna, but they also have this side thing they do together as Dean and Britta, which has always been wonderful. The 2003 debut from them called La Ventura, it kind of is modeled in a way after, uh, you know, Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin. There's a lot of breathy vocals and such, and uh, they're a couple in real life, so that helps too. And I like this because, uh, well, it also is very realistic about the subject of love, sort of like that previous pick. This is called Night Nurse, and the opening lines are, are sort of like that last song. Uh, you are the treckle in my pie, you're the splinter in my eye, you make the ice melt, the butter run, you are the ink stain, you are the one. You make the butter run. Oh, yeah. Sleep together the Milky Way. Sleep forever and the day Lovely jewels enjoy design La 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 <laughs> Yeah, Dean and Britta making it rain. <laughs> they are such a dreamy duo. Oh, and you see them together too and they're, they're so wonderful to watch on stage and interact and anyway. And still in love. And still in love, you can tell. All right. That's my five, everybody. Oh, High wow. five to that. And that's my five. <laughs> <laughs> what you got next? We're moving down the list back to Bruce. Are you, uh, you ready for your fifth and final? Yeah, I really like this one, actually. So this one I like because it's at the relationship's done. You think that you're like done with it. I'm over it, ready to move on. But then at the end of the song, it's kind of like, actually, I didn't want all of this. I could I could go back to what I had. Um, Alex Cameron and Angel Olsen with Strangers Kiss. Boom on my list. Hot well mama. Done. It was on my list, too. And it hurts, but I don't want to talk about it. Well, that's a different kind of love, isn't it? It is. Well, I feel like it's great because you hear it and you're like, all right, over it. But he keeps mentioning the um, pail of tin. And that's actually the last line in the song where mm-hmm. he's like, I could have this bucket of gold, but I could have just been happy with my pail of tin. And uh, it's like, oh, that's really actually pretty sweet. I didn't, the first few times I listened to this song, I didn't catch it. And it was just like, oh, actually, this is pretty heartbreaking and pretty sad. You you wanted what you had and you can't have it back. In true Alex Cameron fashion. Yeah. Only he could stick a line uh, into a song like this uh, that says, uh, it feels like I could just peel the gym pants off a single mother. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. still hilarious. I laugh every time I hear this song. I don't and know if that's my favorite line or uh, me and Roy, we got a pretty mean oh posse. Oh my gosh, that one. But yeah, I think it has like the uh, the humor that you find in an Alex Cameron song, but it's also quite the heartbreak song. So It's probably his most earnest song, you yeah. might you I would, even say, yeah, right? Maybe. And yeah. is this the music video where he's with his actual real-life partner, Jemima Kirk? Is, it is. Where mm-hmm. she's, uh, it's, that's an awesome video where she's like actually spending the whole video trying to like emulate him. And then right. they finally get together and work on their dance moves together. So I'm not sure they were a couple at that point. Maybe this I think was, that was the start Maybe this of was it. the beginning of it. Yeah, that, kind of, that was yeah. just the start. Oh, right. Great song. Yeah. That's my fifth and final. Bruce, just you talking about it, I feel like I'm in a therapy session. That's like the hard thing about love is the, you know, thinking about what could be next, but trying to just enjoy the moment because... Because love, life's sweetest reward. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And I feel like Care the other thing, to too, is like that. you get out of a relationship or whatever, and you're like, all right, maybe I'm ready to get back out there. And it's like, uh, maybe I'm not. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, you know I took that from the love boat theme, right? I didn't actually say that. Oh, that's not a Jeremy yeah, original? It's not. 
Well, uh, you got I mean, the next pick, though. I do. Uh, yeah, this is um, I've got a. A real Motley Crew here. I got a weird mix. Oh, of I all... love this Motley Crew song. I'm so here for it. <laughs> well, that would be such a great way to go out. Is, Actually, Lita, is Lita Ford involved? At least <laughs> dancing in the music video. <laughs> I'm so going to disappoint you right now. Uh, this is what I actually thought of while we were sitting here, because I, I have more just weirdo bummer songs, and I was hoping to end it with Stanger's Kiss. But I'm going with Home from Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Finally, a genuinely happy song that has kind of a sad ending to it in reality. Yeah, the end of the band. (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh man, you're my best friend. I scream it too. Nancy Sinatra, Lee Hazelwood. <laughs> right? It's got that throwback vibe yeah. to it, but it's uh, it's Alex and Jade there, and uh, they were they were a couple for a time. Did not go well. They broke up, and Jade got kicked right out of the band. And the the band was hoping to go on without her, but mm, she's got that, that soul. Yeah. yeah, I hate it when that happens. That's why I yeah. it's, it's really a, it's a big risk to invest in couple bands. Honestly, because the couple knows? the couple breaks up. I mean, not everybody can pull it off like. Stevie and uh, or Rubble Bucket, they uh, they broke up, made a a great example, breakup album together, and And yeah, sometimes it works out. But in this case, things uh, burned down. The house burned down in the case of Edward Sharp and the Magnetic (laughs) Zeros. But this song is so sweet. How how great is that? Like you can just see that crocheted into a pillow. And it has been many times. Oh, it is Pinterest perfect. It is Pinterest perfect. And they've got that cute talk down where they tell the story of how they fell in love, and she's got her little yelp at the end. So it just it sounds like some really authentic feelings getting mashed into this song that ultimately is a pretty twee and polished package. (laughs) So it's got to be my fifth pick. Here, here. Yeah, Alicia, you're going to end this whole thing. Your fifth and final, and our final for the playlist league where we're drafting love songs from duets. I wanted to go out on kind of a, a cheeky note, a, a song that was written from Andrew Bird, and he wrote it from the perspective of, why can't I write a love song? And this is Left-Handed Kisses with Fiona Apple, the duet that they do together. And she's the romantic in the song, and he's the skeptic. Oh, This song, you guys. Oh, honestly, sonically, it's it's like a less chaotic version of Home that we yeah. just heard. It's it's like a, it's like when you actually close the door and you're alone together and feeling all kinds of different complicated feelings. That's yeah. good. I remember the the first time that I I truly the first and only time that I really truly fell in love. I was skeptical at first, and I was trying to just tell the world that, no, I, I can't be with this. I'm not going to be with this person. It's just a friend. But it, it was way when more than that. you say he's just a friend. That's right. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's you. right. But <laughs> the way that they work together, Andrew Bird, Fiona Apple, they were drinking whiskey in the studio and just singing to you each other. You can hear that. That's amazing. Right? Oof. Yeah. 
Happy Playlist League, you happy guys. Happy Playlist and happy Valentine's Day. Even if it's a made-up holiday, it's one that should exist because what's more important, you know? And these playlists are our gift to you, so... Thanks for being our Valentines. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Should we hear them again? What did we all pick? Yeah, let's run through this list. I mean, honestly, I, I feel kind of like peaceful and in love right now after I that song. I feel spent. <laughs> I feel like I just had a truly emotional experience. I'll get you I know. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. This has been really emotional. Uh, and let's just zoom right through the emotions right now. So uh, in order, Jeremy picked Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue, Where the Wild Roses Grow, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash with Jackson, Human League, Don't You Want Me Baby, John Doe and Kathleen Edwards with The Golden State, and Dean and Britta's Night Nurse. Bruce was second, came up with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell with classic Ain't No Mountain High Enough, The Moldy Peaches, Anyone Else But You, Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, Marlon Williams and Aldous Harding, A Real Life ex-couple nobody gets what they want anymore alex cameron and angel olsen doing stranger's kiss then there was myself jesse witten and i kicked it off with the postal service nothing better than the magnetic fields with oh yeah sunny in the sunsets with green blood stars your ex-lover is dead and edward sharp and the magnetic zeros home then alicia Kicked it off with a real banger. Icons here. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the Stream. Prince and Sheena Easton. You got the look. Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin with Alicia. How do you say this freaking name? Je t'aime moi non plus. That's a pro. Iris DeMent and John Prine in spite of ourselves. And Andrew Bird with Fiona Apple doing left-handed kisses. Dang. What do we What do we have left on the board? What didn't we draft? Sunny and Cher, I got you, babe. Uh, that is a classic. Oh, I refused. But I get it. That <laughs> I know. Dumb, I thought it was a little obvious I, too. I had a lot of bummers, but they were good bummers. This mess we're in: PJ Harvey, Tom York, Your yeah. Ghost, Kristen mm-hmm. Hirsch, and Michael Stipe. Sleep All Summer, the version that Nico Case did of Eric Bachman's original oh, yeah. on her last record. And uh, way back when, Caitlin Carey, who was once upon a time part of Whiskey Town with Ryan Adams, they did a song called "The Battle," which is uh, mm. just a killer. Yes. Way back when. So, yeah, to add to the mix, I was trying to think about what kind of local artist could we add in there. Esme Patterson, Shaky Graves came to mind. Yeah, that was Them singing Dearly Departed together, but decided not to go there. Also, uh, that uh, Falling Slowly song, Glenn Hansard, yeah. Marquetta Iglo- oh, Iglova. Yeah. Marquette. That is a dramatic song. I, inter- I interviewed so them once feeling. upon a time, and the you first did? thing I asked them uh, what, in front of an audience was, uh, what happened? Why'd you break up? No. Right? <laughs> and they're like, interview's over. He's like, well, going right to it, aren't you? He's, <laughs> he's good Irish, yeah, you know. Good Irish. Yeah. You know, I was looking for songs that had uh, two female voices, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my all-time favorite songs came up, Monica and Brandy. I had that was one that I had, I had on I had too. Yeah. there, too. <laughs> I was like, am I going to do it? Is Jeremy going to be so mad at me that there's no turning back? No. Uh, would you have been mad? I don't no, know. No, not at all. I, think, I was also looking oh, for yeah. alternative ways to get in two singers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so all of my other picks were taken, basically, except nice. for Brandy and Monica. Um, the only other one that I had was Making Movies featuring Flor de Toloache. They just released this one at the end of last year, and it's a cover of Amor de Mis Amores. And it's a beautiful song about just like, you are the love and the breath of my life. And it's just beautiful, beautiful song. But I, um, I'm going to keep that one to myself. Yeah, A lot of places we could have gone, but uh, I'm pretty proud of where we went. And nobody chose the, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack or Meatloaf. 
were we thinking? Let's uh-huh. redo this. All right. Or Close My Eyes Forever by Ozzy and Lita. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What about the uh, Gautier Kimbra? Somebody that I used to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll just have to do a part Missed two. We'll do it. We'll do it next Valentine's Day. This is where Sounds we are good. for this playlist league. Thanks so much for listening. This is, of course, our uh, podcast where we pit playlist against playlist, meaning that now is the time that you got to go to CPR.org and vote for your favorite playlist. Vote for whoever's playlist was your favorite, whatever that means, whether it's the one you listen to the most or you would have drafted if you were in this seat. CPR.org and listen in to the next episode of the Playlist League, wherever you get your podcasts. That's amore! Yes, we built a playlist. <laughs> yeah, we're going to build a playlist. Go through and see what song fits. And you're going to choose who wins it. It's, it's the, the Playlist League. League. From CPR's Open Air.